Gay Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Randalls Friedman. Today, I am going to talk about a topic that I think many, many people will relate to, which is sleep issues. I have had sleep issues since uh, about 2001. Uh, I was in New York during 9-11 working downtown right at the World Financial Center. So I was there the day that that horrible tragedy took place and uh, was fortunate enough to leave the building after right after the second plane hit and walked up about six and a half miles to my apartment when I lived in the Upper East Side. Uh, I had no cell phone connection and it was just a stressful day, obviously, um, working for Merrill Lynch at the time and just dealing with the change of the world. So since then, I have had pretty bad sleep issues. Um, I've talked to psychiatrists, psychologists, and they have kind of just prescribed sleeping medication for me through, and I'll kind of talk about what I've done. I'll say that part of my sleeping issues has also been because of my husband. My husband sounds like Darth Vader when he's sleeping. Um, There's different snores that he does, and... Um, He also is like a tornado where he wraps up all the sheets and throws them in the floor. And so we've we've gone through that for, you know, 25 plus years as we slept together. Um, So I've been a light sleeper my whole life. Uh, When we first met in 1998 and were sleeping in the same queen size bed in his Upper East Side apartment, I did learn to sleep mostly and wanted to sleep there. Uh, Over time, I decided, okay, well, I need to sleep because I'd wake up very tired the next day from sleeping with Darth Vader. And what I would do is go and get NyQuil or Tylenol PM, and I would try those to try to help me sleep. What ended up happening is, though, that I felt very medicine head, felt off the next day, and I'm like, there's got to be something different. Did some research online uh, ended up uh, trying melatonin. So started like with three milligram melatonin. Uh, that worked a little bit. It helped me fall asleep. It didn't really help me stay asleep. And my problem with going to sleep is, is that I end up honestly most of the time getting a weird song in my head that I just repeat over and over and over. So an example is a few weeks ago, there was the Grammys and Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs sung Fast Car on the Grammys. I watched that over and over like 10 times before I went to bed because I thought it was such an amazing performance. And since I've done that, it is in my head and I sing the same three or four verses over and over and over. And that's one of the reasons I can't sleep. The other thing I do is I also remember things that I didn't do that day or things that I need to do the next day. And I sit down and I write a list and uh, in my head, I write a list over and over and over. And then I try to memorize the list. And you know what I've read, like get up, have it from your bed, uh, walk around for a few minutes, write down what your list is and then it should go away. That does not work for me because once I lay down, I start thinking of other lists. Um, I've tried the typical things. Have a glass or two of red wine before you go to sleep. Try the wine. That doesn't really help me go to sleep either. I mean, if you have enough of it, you'll go to, I'll get to sleep fine. Um, but even sometimes alcohol just disrupts my sleep. 
Uh, I've tried things like uh, there was this Chinese tea that you could try. Uh, I bought that from the internet somewhere. I, I don't even know. It was so long ago. And tried this Chinese tea. And it's supposed to help you fall right asleep, they promised. Not me. Uh, tried chamomile tea to try to help me relax. Doesn't help me relax at all. Finally, after years of not sleeping and uh, sleeping with Darth Vader, I would end up going and seeing a doctor. Um, I ha went to see my, just to get a regular physical and talk to that doctor about my sleep. And uh, I think he prescribed me Ambien. Uh, took Ambien. It actually worked. I was falling asleep. Uh, what also worked is that me and my husband, Andrew, ended up a few nights a week sleeping in other bedrooms. So we had a two-bedroom apartment and had a bed in there, and I would send him in there because he also can't go to sleep without having the TV on. And it stays on all night long, and it's on volume about 29,000. And he was watching the same shows over and over. So it started with Seinfeld, and he watched every episode, all seasons, probably 20 times. I could probably recite them all without even uh, having to watch them. Uh, then he moved to the office, and he still has the office on every night. And then uh, he's also got Family Guy. So I've heard all these episodes from the other room or in the room with him uh, over and over and over. I, I've listened to this Seinfeld in the office so many times, I don't even like the shows anymore. I can't even watch them. They've been talking about doing a remake of The Office. I have no desire to see it because I can't stand any of those people because I've heard it so much. Um, so we uh, slowly went and started sleeping in separate bedrooms five nights a week, six nights a week, and now it's seven nights a week. We have our own bedrooms. And, uh, you know, I thought it was weird at first, but then I started talking to people at my where I was working at the time. Do you sleep with your husband or wife or partner? And probably about 80% of them are like, no, we haven't slept together in years. I need sleep. Uh, they had, some of them had kids that would s sleep with them instead of their husband or wife. And it just, they said they got better night's sleep. So I felt like, okay, this is exactly what my grandparents did. And now I understand why they never slept together as, as they got older. I'll s also, as I grew up as a child, um, my father had this huge fan it was like this industrial fan he got somewhere. I don't even know where it came from. And he, we lived in Miami, uh, south of Miami. And there was this fan that was always going in the hallway at nighttime. I think it was because my father had major insomnia and major sleep issues as well. So growing up, we had this fan. And I've heard that fan noise my entire childhood. And I think that's... I need a, that fan sound now. And I've tried white noise machines to try to make up for it. It doesn't really work. So I have to get a fan wherever, whenever I'm sleeping, whenever I go on vacation, I have to try to get a fan as well for the, from the hotel. And it can't just be any fan. Because now a lot of these fans are like, oh, they're the quiet fans. I don't need a quiet whispering fan. I need a loud fan. I need a fan that makes it sound like a hurricane's coming through. 
in my bedroom today, I have this Dyson fan, uh, which if you turn it on 10, it's loud, but it's not quite loud enough. So then I have to get another tabletop fan that's in my room. And that is also supplying the noise that I need. Uh, on top of that, I have had to buy this film that you put on your bedroom windows and it completely blacks out your bedroom. Andrew says I sleep in a cave because it's cold in my room. Uh, I like it 65 degrees or even a little colder sometimes. And I need them dark and I need that hurricane fan sound going. So that is what I have to, and it sounds like I'm high maintenance and I'm really not, but this is what I need to do to sleep and sleep is so important. Um, as we ended up moving into other separate bedrooms, we then moved to Switzerland, made sure that we got a two bedroom in Switzerland and anywhere we go now, even at a hotel, a lot of times I'll get us a suite and pay the extra money. So we have two bedrooms, we never, unless there's nothing available, we do not get the same bed. We at least have two queen-side beds in a hotel room. If we have to sleep together in a king-size bed in a hotel or wherever we're at, I have, I'll talk about like what I have to do to prep for that. But now a lot of times when we go away, we try to do Airbnb so we have our own bedrooms. Um, crazy, yes, but that's how it is. When we moved to Switzerland, Ambien was not available in Switzerland. So uh, what I had to do is get try to get some other sleep aid. Um, I went to the doctor. They gave me the sleep aid. I don't even know this prescription sleep. I don't even know what it was. But before they would give that to me, they wanted me to try acupuncture to try to help me sleep. I did 10 sessions of acupuncture. And I will say I slept great. During the session, I fell right asleep. As soon as she put the little needles in me, three minutes later, I was out, sat there for 45 minutes sleeping, wake up that night, though, no, no sleep. Um, they ended up giving me this prescription in Switzerland. It's only available in Switzerland or somewhere in, in the EU or Europe. And but it was like, I think probably what Michael Jackson took when he died, because this knocked me out and I could barely get up the next morning. So you definitely had to take the recommended amount. And so I took that for a few days, but I'm like, I can't function the next day. I, I didn't want to get out of bed. So ended that. Um, I kept trying uh, other medications they would get, give me in Switzerland. Nothing really worked. So what I did is when I'd come back to the U.S. Um, for work, I'd go see my doctor here in the U.S. and then I would get uh, Ambien. Eventually, Ambien, my body started building up a tolerance towards it. No more Ambien. I ended up going and trying a new drug at that time called Lunesta. They had a two milligram, tried Lunesta two milligram. That worked for a while. Um, you know, for a year, I, I was probably sleeping okay. I never slept great, but I was sleeping good enough. Still with my fan, still with my blackout curtains. Uh, still sleeping in a bed by myself. Uh, then I ended up going to three milligrams with Lunesta. Slowly, my body built up a tolerance after a few years. And then the doctor's like, well, take the Lunesta with a melatonin. Great. So started that. 
thing is, is they do not sell melatonin in Europe when we were living there. Um, so I had to stock up on bottles of melatonin to bring back. And the funny thing is, is whenever I have friends that come from Europe to the United States, they actually buy multiple bottles of melatonin to bring back with them since they don't sell in Europe over the counter. Um, so I uh, have tried all these different medications, um, not a great sleep. And then Howard Stern was talking about doing transcendental meditation. And I thought about that for a while, I'm like, why not try it? Because it seemed to help calm him and, and get rid of anxiety that he had. And so I uh, went and did hired this person who teaches you how to do transcendental meditation. He comes to your house, you pay him, I think I paid him a little over a thousand dollars. It's based on your salary is how much you pay. He does this ceremony in your house where he's lighting candles and incense and talks to you about it and teaches you to meditate, gives you a mantra. So I did that, hoping it would help me sleep. It didn't help me sleep, but I will say it I wake up and I do it every morning still, do 15 minutes of meditation, and it just makes me more clear-headed. It makes me a better person that day. I feel like I can take on a lot more, so I'm happy I did it for that. When we were living in Dallas, I was reading all these articles about how in Switzerland they're trying to do have people use the drug ecstasy or LSD, and they're doing all these you know, drugs that people have done to try to help people get past different anxiety issues or depression. And actually the town that we lived in Switzerland in Basel, they were doing a study, I think for LSD. And if I would have lived there, I totally would have tried this clinical trial to see what would have happened. However, in Dallas, I was fortunate enough to find a doctor that was doing ketamine therapy. So if you don't know what ketamine is, ketamine is is this like um, drug that I, I believe was used in horses at one time to tranquilize horses or do something with them. Um, but I re when I was living in South Beach in the 90s going to clubs, people were doing a drug called Special K, which is what this is uh, that I was taking, ketamine. So I did... I went to this doctor, paid him $3,500. You do six sessions. You come in. Uh, he's a real doctor, so it wasn't anything illegal. He's poking me up to an IV. He's uh, monitoring my heart, my blood pressure. I'm put on headphones. I'm listening to my own music. First session I came in, uh, it's definitely you're kind of disassociated with your body a bit. It was, it was a weird feeling that I've never felt. I've never done drugs like that at all. So I've, I, it was just something I've never experienced before. Came back the second day and uh, he upped my dosage and he gave me too much. And I went into what is called a K-hole where I'm just like, where am I? I was so, I felt like I was out of body experience in a way, not hallucinating or anything, but it just felt like an out of body experience. Um, I did that for four more sessions where he got my dosage the right way. Um, when I started the ketamine therapy with this doctor, what he said is like, think of something that you would like to do other than sleep, something that you would like to avoid, some anxiety that you're having. And what I thought is that I, my father died a decade before that or more. And I said, I don't want to think about my dad every day, which is what I was doing. And so I went in there with that in the back of my mind, like, let's not think about my dad every day. And I have to say, after the second session, 
I hardly think about my father. I think about him on his birthdays and I think about him, you know, once a month like anybody would, but I don't think about him every day. So it helped me like through a grieving process that I didn't know I needed. Uh, so interesting that it helped with that. But again, no help with the sleep. Um, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I experienced it. But, um, you know, if anything, it helped me just move past the death of my father. What I have, so where I'm at now with my sleep is I'm not sleeping fantastic. I don't think I ever will sleep fantastic unless there's some drug, new drug that comes out. Uh, I would love to not take anything. My husband, who can sleep on a pile of rocks and no matter where it is and can sleep, fall asleep no matter what in three seconds, I wish I would give almost anything to have that type of sleep pattern for myself but it's not going to happen. So where I'm at now is I have, I sleep with my dark room. That's cold with my fans going. I take a melatonin. I take a Lunesta. Sometimes I take a Xanax on top of that. Um, all prescription drugs from my doctor. So nothing that's, I'm just taking without some doctor recommendation. Um, and I have incorporated in these reusable earplugs and that just, I don't hear anything at night and it's dark and I'm actually sleeping a lot better probably five nights a week where I have a solid sleep. I'm getting a solid six, seven, maybe even eight hours of sleep and the earplugs are the answer. So if you're having sleep problems, try earplugs. There's this company I bought these reusable earplugs from online and uh, they don't fall out and it's fantastic. If you're interested, send me a DM. I'll look up the name for you and, uh, and send you the website, or maybe I'll talk about it on my next, uh, episode. But, uh, that's, that's where I'm at. I have not a great sleeper. I know I never will be. If you're experiencing the same problems, would love to hear maybe if you have a solution, send me a DM on my Instagram, therealzachary.com. Tell me what you have done to maybe help yourself sleep my doctor that I go to for uh, my Lunesta has said that he wants me to go to a sleep clinic and sleep in the sleep clinic for a night so they can monitor me. I'm open to it. I really don't want to, but I, I think I would just give it a try to see. So anyway, hopefully some of the things that I've said will help you sleep if you have sleep issues. And again, love to hear from you about what your sleep issues are and how you've kind of conquered them. Or if you just need to vent and say, hey, I can't sleep either. You're not alone. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is my first solo podcast that I've done without a guest. I'm going to try a couple more of these. Again, all this is new to me. This isn't my day job. I'm just doing this for fun. Hopefully when this will pick up. would love to get a sponsor at one point. Uh, it'd be fantastic to get Joe Rogan money where he just got $250 million to do a podcast for five years. I would do this full time for $250 million. I would do this full time for $5 million. So um, keep listening. Uh, upcoming and new episodes, I have my Aunt Denise that's going to be joining me. We both decided to do a 23andMe and an Ancestry.com test because we were told as we were both growing up, oh, you're part American Indian. Neither one of us look any American Indian at all. We didn't believe it. And we did a test and we found out some weird family secrets that have changed our lives forever. So 
uh, tune into that in the next couple of weeks. You'll hear that episode coming up. And thanks for listening. Don't forget, go to my website, everythingandanythingpodcast.com, and you can find this on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.